and welcome to the Who's Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll of course be discussing the latest in this series of Doctor Who, Nightmare in Silver, the uh, latest from Neil Gaiman. Yes. Very much anticipated by everyone as well. Yes. Yeah, so find out what we think about it later on. But first, some news. Now, we were hoping to bring you the overnight viewing figures for Nightmare in Silver, but at the time we're recording, there's nothing. There's nothing, no. Absolutely nothing. There's not even the AI figure either. Um, so let's have a guess, shall we? Weather wasn't that great yesterday? Yeah. It was on a bit later. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go for about 5.5. 5.5. I'm going to go for 5.1. Right. So, so folks, to find out what, whether we're right or wrong, <laughs> tune to next week's show. <laughs> oh, you may already know we're wrong by the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so no, actually now, I know all our listeners, they love our ratings um, <laughs> uh, figures, don't they, that we, that we yes. pass on. So we're so, not going to make them up if we We'll make them as we go along, but just, no, just put something I, do, I do have some genuine ratings figures for Journey to the Centre of the TARDIS. Right. Okay. Um, an episode that just about was universally disliked by just about everybody. Um, it got a final viewing figure of 6.5 million viewers. Yeah. Um, so that was a 30.2% um, of the total uh, TV audience for that, no- uh, for that night, I believe. Yeah, which is about a third, which has been yeah. about average. Uh, yeah, average. Yeah, and it made it the seventh most, most watched program of the week. Yeah. On um, BBC, yeah, on on in, BBC. in total, yeah. So, yeah, that's nice. That's all right, it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Keeps us going. Yeah, it does indeed. It does indeed. Right, we paid that out nicely. Right, next bit. Uh, <laughs> right, we got um some May updates for Big Finish. Yes. Um, now these might have already again by the time we're recording, they might have already um sort of come out. I don't know, but uh, they're all available to order. But basically, you've got a um. Let's go in, in order of Doctor here. We've got a second Doctor story, a fourth Doctor, and a fifth Doctor. Yes. Um, so we'll start off with the second Doctor. It's called The Apocalypse Mirror, and that stars Fraser Hines and Wendy Pabry. Yes. And I'm assuming, based on this, you're going to get another Fraser Hines, Patrick Troughton impression. Yes, and I'm actually quite looking forward to this. I might actually go, I am actually going to get this one, I think. Yeah. Because having listened to the audio go, big finish... Fraser Hines one, mm. and we said how much we enjoyed that. I think it's actually got me in the mood to buying this, whereas I probably might have looked upon it a bit suspiciously before then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think there's. Um, I, I really should just because usually I wait for the, the special offers to come out on Big Finish before I buy anything. Yeah. Because um, we're tight, like that. we're tight, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. So maybe I should just start buying the bloody things they come out. Mm. But shows it's find enough time to listen to them. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, any, the, I've, po- the point is, yeah, we've got. I've got. I've got a backlog of stuff already. So you think, why do I buy it now? Yeah, and then by the time I've listened to it, get round to listening to it, it's actually reduced in price anyway. Precisely, precisely. Although we should be supporting these things, I suppose we should be. We should be buying them so they keep making them. But yeah, yeah there you go. Oh, well, now the uh, fourth Doctor story is called Phantoms of the Deep, and that also that stars Tom Baker, Mary Tam. And John Leeson. Yeah. And Alice Kriege as well. Yes. Um, who you might remember as the Borg Queen from Star Trek First Contact. Yes. Okay, now, um, yeah, so that's... Um, what's this say here? Uh, just on the mission to explore the Mariana Trench, 
so it looks like it's an Earthbound story, this one. Uh, the deepest and most in, in, inhospitable place on Earth. The crew of the DC vehicle, um, Erebus, take, make an unusual and startling discovery. Um, based, yeah, I'm not going to say anything more. Because yeah. it sort of gives away the plot. Yeah. So there you are. So that sounds interesting. And the next one, uh, Fifth Doctor Story, stars uh, Peter Davison, Janet Fielding, Mark Strickson, and Sarah Sutton. Yep. Um, it's been their reasonable crew now for a while, hasn't it? It on has, Fifth actually. Doctor ones. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of glad they sort of kept uh, sort of the large TARDIS crew together for the big finish stories. Yeah. I mean, it's probably actually easier to do in an audio thing because you can split them up quite easily. You haven't got to worry about building mo- more and more sets as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So this one looks like it's set in the early 80s. Yes. This one. Um, also sounds a little bit um, topical as well. It's because it says about a student, student activist taking on savage bu- uh, funding cuts. Yes. So uh, there we are. There we are. Sounds very, very, uh, very, very topical that one. Yes. So uh, yeah, it doesn't actually say when they're um, when they're actually out now. Cause it says they're, I suppose it says available to order. So I suppose they must be available to buy right now. I'm assuming. I, I haven't actually looked on the um, website. I suspect they're. I think they're coming out at the end of the month. Okay. Okay. Right now, a little bit of news about the Dalek films, the Peter Cushing Dalek films. As we know, they've been released on Blu-ray on the 27th of May, and there's a quite a few um, screenings happening yes. of, the, of these two films. Now, we've already mentioned one, which was on the 26th of May at the Riverside Studios. Yes, which you wouldn't go north of the river for. No, I wouldn't, no. Uh, now, it appears it's showing all across um, all across the country, or across the UK, I should say, actually. Now, um, there's far too many uh, cinemas to read out here, but what you can do, if you go to the... DoctorWhoNews.net website, and they're very kindly listed all the cinemas that will be showing um, these films. Yes, on there. So it starts. Um, well, actually, I think the first showing was yesterday uh, in Edinburgh. Uh, there's one in Chichester and one, yeah, and, and the Curzons Community Centre in Clevedon. So they've that's already been and gone. Yeah. Um, so bad luck if you. Bad luck, and by the time this goes out, you would have missed the ones today as well. Yeah. Yeah, so the ones you the ones you would have missed today again in Edinburgh, Exeter, and uh, another shown in Clevedon again. Yeah. So, but uh, yes, yeah, so I'm sorry. Ke- we apologise to our Clevedon listeners. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this was in Exeter as well, and, yes. and Edinburgh and Chichester. Yes. So sorry. So sorry. Okay. Right now, um, now another little bit of interesting news that's come out. Now it's. All to do with now. There's been a few things about the fiftieth um, happening since we last recorded, and stuff basically. Well, it's out in the. It depends whether we want to class this as a spoiler or not, and I'm a little bit reluctant to actually discuss it. And that's about John Hurt's part. Yes. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm reluctant to to talk about it. To be honest, basically from the point of view, there might be people who've even sort of avoided that. Yeah. And it is official. It's been officially announced. It was in the Radio Times, so it's an official BBC announcement. So just check their website. Really, yeah. I think if you want, if you want to know, there are places that will, will you know, legitimate sources that will tell you what his role is in the 50th anniversary. Yeah. So, um, but so I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Really, you know, I know it's an official spoiler, but I think that may be just a little bit too much. Yes. To let go. Now, um, 
the other thing, I think it's one thing we forgot to mention last week. It's it's been confirmed by or was confirmed by Doctor Who magazine that there will be no classic series Doctors in the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, which still, I I don't know if we did mention. I think we might have just mentioned it at the end of last week. Um, might have done, yeah. I can't remember. Um, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, I think I think we've we've covered this before, and yeah. everyone will know what our well, views I mean, are on that. I mean, obviously there will be. I mean, there has to be sort of some form of appearance, but the actors themselves will not yeah. be appearing or surviving actors, I, yeah. I should say. Yeah, as they I mean, are we, now, we might get something like we got in this week's yes episode. Yeah. yeah, indeed, indeed. So, so cue lots of disappointed people. Yeah, lots and lots of disappointed people. Now, leading up to um, the fiftieth, um, of course, people might remember that uh, Matt Smith was taking some time at film Doctor Who to go and um, make a film called How to Catch a Monster, uh, directed by Ryan Goslin. Now, there's a photograph release which first surfaced on SFX website, uh, so you'll find it at sfx.co.uk, and it's a picture of um, Matt Smith in between scenes, and he has shaved his hair off to a very, very short crew cut. Now, yeah. This has got people guessing or panicking that he will, and it, I must. Have you seen the photograph, Paul? I haven't, no, actually. Right, it's a very, very short haircut, and people are saying now that he must regenerate at the end of the fiftieth because he can't grow his hair back in time to start filming for the Christmas special. Mm, wouldn't have thought that was a problem. No, unless he can grow hair at will, he could do. Who knows? He could just have a haircut for the yeah, thing. which does. Hey, again, we, could go, we could go with the Paul McGann thing. Where are we? I mean, that was the problem there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. He turned yeah. up from the on set for the first. Well, turned up for the read through of whatever, and had a crew cut. Yeah, they made him wear that wig, which he hated. Yes, which even gets mentioned in the uh, in the big finish stories, doesn't it? Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that I mean that's got a lot of fans panicking. You know, the Doctor can cut his hair. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's it's not a a, a Samson thing with time lines that they can't no, cut their exactly. hair. Let's not um, forget that line that River said about the Doctor in um, oh, what was it, the Forest of the Dead, Science in the Library two parter. She said that the Doctor turned up on a doorstep with a new haircut and a new suit. Well, I suppose that was supposed to be going back to turned up as tenant. Well, we don't know. She did no. that. She, she wasn't specific about that, was she? No, no, I suppose not. No. So yeah, she didn't say new face, which would have been more. You'd have thought the first thing you'd have noticed. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, Surprisingly, she, if he turned up and she, she, it wasn't the fact that he he had a different face; it was the fact he didn't have Matt Smith's hair that was the yeah thing exactly that surprised her. Yeah. Now, I, now, I can't imagine that actually this happening. In, if it is Tenant, it would have to happen in the 50th anniversary. Yeah. If they, if they do film that set. And I can't imagine it would be Tenant because he's there with Rose. And Rose yeah. would just be sitting there getting massively jealous yeah. again. So well, please, no, let's not have a return it, to that. And it would go slightly. We're very strange with the time. Well, I don't know. I suppose we just don't know what the story is, do no, we? No, so we don't. We exactly. We, so. we can't speculate. No, indeed. Well, we can. <laughs> we probably we can. will do. But but but, may, but maybe with, maybe that that little any, line without any knowledge we can't speak. Yeah. Well, maybe that that little line. If people remember that line from Forest of the Dead, um, it might sort of um, allay their fears somewhat. Hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, that's just about it for the news this week. You got anything else? Paul? There's no. I've got nothing from because Tack Corner this time. No, 
No, I haven't either. Absolutely Sorry. nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay, then, folks. So another week, then. That was the news. Right then, everybody, it's time to discuss the latest in this uh, series of Doctor Who, and that is Nightmare in Silver. Is this really the biggest amusement park in the universe? Yeah. Hedgewick bought the planet cheap. It had been trashed in the cyber wars. Who were we fighting? Cybermen. Technologically upgraded warriors. We couldn't win. Sometimes we fought to a draw, but then they'd upgrade themselves, fix the weaknesses, and destroy us. It's hard to fight an enemy that uses your armies as spare parts. You beat them, though. Beat them or you wouldn't be here. How? Look up there. That corner of sky, what do you see? Nothing. It's just black. No stars, no nothing. Well, it used to be the Tiberian spiral galaxy. A million star systems, a hundred million worlds, a billion trillion people. It's not there anymore. No more Tiberian galaxy. No more Cybermen. It was effective. It's horrible. Yeah. I feel like a monster sometimes. Why? Because instead of mourning a billion trillion dead people, I just feel sorry for the poor blighter that to press the button and blow it all up. Right, now, I believe it's my turn to go first this week, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I've got a bit of a problem with, with this story. Really? Yeah. Um, I really, really wanted to like it. Yeah. But, but it, it just falls into that, that same old trap that Cyberman stories have done since um, Age of Steel and things like that. Was the fact you've got a Cyberman story with hardly any bloody Cybermen in it? So that's for, for me. That's that sort of problem number one. I mean, they look fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I love the updated Cybermen. Brilliant. Um, but there was no real confrontation between them and the Doctor in in a in in a physical form. No. You know. There no. Was, I, yeah. do, do you know yeah. what I mean? So that that's that, that for me that that's what was missing. And then you had the whole thing with the. The internal struggle between um, the Doctor and the, was it the Cyber Planner, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, nicely acted on, on you know on the whole, but I thought it was a little bit of um, a bit of a letdown. Right. Yeah, I I really didn't enjoy it that much. I wouldn't I wouldn't say I really disliked it. Yeah, and then just when it wasn't, it wasn't. It really wasn't. I actually I don't know what I expected out of it. Um, really, because Neil Gaiman, I say he does something so different. Yeah, all the time. Um, you know, different to what other writers will, will contribute to Doctor Who. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I'd sort of built it up a little bit too much in my, uh, in my own mind. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, from my point of view, from what you're saying, the problem you're going to have if you're going to try and make the Cybermen scary, yeah, it's then difficult. There's only so many ways you can fight them. Well, it, it doesn't. I suppose to, to well to that it, extent. It doesn't have to be scary in what they do. They should be scary in what they say as well. Yeah. And I think the problem they've done with the Cybermen is they've changed them far too much into robots. Yeah. And that's what's missing because underneath they are supposed to be human still. That's the whole point about a Cyberman. Yeah. They're, they're although still, they're, it's, they're still a human in there with all the emotions sort of stripped away. But now they can sort of detach their heads, they can detach their hands. I mean, it does seem as if we have now gone to the point of fully robotic, haven't we? Yeah. With this. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'm not overly um, bothered by that. I mean, I I, I actually quite like this. Right, okay. Um, The only two, if we're going to start with the negatives. 
Yeah. As we start, well, no, no, there, you know, I mean, start with a negative. Well, no, there is there is a lot of positives in, in there. Yeah. I mean, maybe we, maybe we should concentrate on that first. Oh no, let's let's get the negatives out of the way. Okay, fair then, 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 then we can cheer up as we go along. Perhaps, hopefully. Okay, okay. Um, my negatives were if you're gonna, having made the Cybermen so good mm. and so almost invincible. Yeah. Why did you have to actually have this sort of ramshackle platoon? You could have actually have had a really good crack platoon, and they'd have still come to the same problems. And at least you then it would have heightened how bad the Cybermen were. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand. I mean, what they called a punishment platoon, weren't they? Yeah. And the only one I could sort of, or you were told why they were there, which was Tamsin Althwaite's character. Yeah, because she didn't follow orders in some yeah, way. Yeah, that's it. Now, were the others there just because they were like the, like the Three Stooges or something? Yeah, it seemed to be. But well, which makes you wonder how the hell they ever got in the forces in the first place. But... Yeah, but. <laughs> But then you didn't need them to be rubbish, did you? Like they could have been good soldiers. I mean, if it was, yeah, and they'd have still had yeah. I mean, these problems. They could they could have been slightly oddball, mm. but not didn't need to be incompetent, which is how they come across. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I thought the whole thing about a you know a punishment platoon. It's sort of like a dirty dozen sort of thing. Yeah, which yeah, I and think, you could have had that. Yeah, and you could have had them as being very good soldiers, just lacked any discipline. Uh, yes, yeah, and I think that would have worked much better because then you could have actually have had them as being taken apart by the Cybermen, or the Cybermen, or the threat of the Cybermen being there brought yeah. them all together. Yeah, as it were. Yeah, a bit cliche, I suppose, but but, but it, you could have done it. But just having them as a an almost comedy. Troop, yeah. Rather, probably took it out of the demeaned the Cybermen slightly. Yeah, I think. yeah. It's just that whole thing again of you know someone's given a Cyberman story to write, and then they don't know what to do with them. Yeah. So I mean, you could have had any threat. It didn't have to be the Cybermen. It wasn't a Cyberman story. You could have had absolutely anything there taking over the Doctor's mind. Um, it could have been. Yeah, it could have, well, to a certain extent, that could be. You know, if anything. I mean, I quite like the idea that they was using that as a to take children. They'd set up there because their original plan was to take children to yeah. use as spare parts. Yeah, because because they're imaginative minds and yeah, yeah, so so much potential and everything. So yeah, yeah I mean that. I mean, as I say, there is some good stuff in here. There really is. Um, I just think the actual story itself was a bit pants. I'm sorry to say. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I disagree. I, I quite enjoyed it, and I quite enjoyed the idea of the Doctor um, deciding that the only way he was going to beat them was to actually take them on mentally rather than take them on physically. Mm, yeah. So there, there was never going to win that. There was never going to win a physical war. No. Well, I, another thing I liked as well with that, that internal battle with. Okay, we're slowly moving on to the positives now, aren't we? Yeah. Um, I will get back to negatives. Don't worry. Um, I, will, I will revert to type as soon as possible. Um, no, what, what, you're having the internal struggle yourself at the moment, <laughs> aren't you? Between the good and the bad side of your brain. I've actually got a leprechaun sitting on one shoulder going, burn it, burn it all! <laughs> God, God's sake, don't press the button and blow up this podcast. <laughs> no, it's... Um, yeah, what, one thing I liked was the... Um, the, but the bit of the internal back when the doctor's saying you still got some of your old software. 
yeah, um, lurking around, and which which they're still using, like the gold, yes, thing and cleaning fluid, yeah, and things like that. So I mean, I did like you know those little nods to sort of past Cybermen history or past stories where you know that sort of thing was introduced, and and to just have it as as something that they are they are still got a weakness to it, but not just so blatantly obvious as been used in the past. Yeah. Where- yeah, well, you've before. got yeah, with a, a catapult with a few gold coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was uh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> a bit more of a threat than that. But I think yeah. really they just turned the Sovereign into the Borg in this as well. Um, because every, yeah, I can see that to a certain extent. Yeah, and I, you know, not wholly original. I don't think. No. no, I mean, and even to the facts of the um, well, they face. Tu- well, they, yeah, they turned the Doctor into Seven of Nine. Yeah, mm, Seven of Nine. Can we just stop a moment to think about that? <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. I've done it. Right, okay, thank you. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, you had some good actors in this. I mean, Jason Watkins is a great yeah. actor. Again, underused. Yeah. Once he was sort of uh, cyberdized. I think Warwick Davis is fantastic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, really, I really do think he's a fantastic actor. Warwick yeah. da- I think it's just a shame that... Using these parts, he's he's sort of put under loads of makeup and asked to play goblins or or le- well, back to leprechauns again. But it was just good to see him just playing a human being for a change. Yes, and and well, and I mean, his story was was that was the interesting part of this story, wasn't it? That yeah. he was the runaway emperor who'd wanted to get away from being in power yeah. and wanted to just live a normal life. Away from the responsibility because he was the one who pressed yeah. the button that destroyed that uh, that yeah. constellation. So yeah, it was um, yeah. I mean, I like that. I, I thought he was. I thought he was really, really good. Yeah, really good. Although- and that scene actually, where um, the leader of the platoon she realizes who he is mm. as well, is just really well done without actually then having to spell it out. Yeah, because even then they didn't. Actually, later. Yeah, they didn't give it away at that point either, did no. they? So you you just. Thought she knows something about him. What is it? Yeah, you know. I suppose because she, she, she says yes, sir, to him, doesn't she? When that's she, right. When, when, the, when he gives the order. Yeah. So I did, I did feel that was quite, you know, quite subtle. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, some. But again, with the I say you've got some good performances. There were also some bad performances as well. And one that I did think was particularly bad was the uh, character of Angie. Yeah. That 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 was where I was going to go with my other problem. Yeah. And it's her, the her. Well, just just that character actually just was. I know you know you can get to the annoying children part, mm. and that's always tends to have those in. Doctor Who seems to pick those up quite nicely. Mm. Um, yeah, but she was particularly annoying. Well, it, it wasn't just her performance as well. It was also the dialogue she yeah. was given wasn't great at all. I mean, lots of oh, it's stupid. Yeah. And put me down, I hate you. Yeah, I mean, it, oh, it, well, it was very trying to be stereotypical teenager, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Which it didn't need to be. No. I don't think. No. I mean, even the going to the, the camp and saying, I'm bored, bit where she goes mm. to the army. Yeah. You think, really? You're on a new planet and you'd be going up to other... You'd just go off and explore yourself if you was that bored. Now, now, now I must admit, I, I, it's a long time ago since I was a teenager... But I don't remember actually being that bloody stroppy. I probably was, but 
if I was in some fantastic place, I wouldn't walk around going on board. Yeah. You know, so that, yeah, I, I just had real big problems. I mean, the other kid didn't really have much to say, the arty no. character. No, he was just there to. Apart from say the fact that he's. And... Yeah, I mean, apart from the fact that he said he was in his chess club and got taken out by a fool's mate. Yeah. The fool's mate move in chess, which was. Um... <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty. That is well a schoolboy era, really, isn't it? But yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. well, if you're going to make it, then make it when you're a schoolboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah, that was a bit funny, and it, it, it was just an odd. I mean, again, if we're going to go back to, if we're going to look at where we're going, this series has been paying little tributes back through. I suppose chess being one to bring up. Yep. Um, we've had that a couple of times. We've yes. even had it in the new series as well. Yes, we had because everyone thought it was going to be Fenric, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was in. Uh, oh. That was the wedding. Was it the wedding with the River, River Song? Song? It was indeed. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, and obviously Fenric, we've had. Yeah, in, in the classic series, which is quite a, a nod there. I mean, there's there's quite a, there was quite a lot of nods in this, wasn't there? To... There was. There was also a um, a scene almost. Shot identically to, um, to the shot from Earthshock when you see the three columns of marching Cybermen yeah. marching towards the camera. Um, so that was a nice little, little, even to the point where they, because um, obviously they were using um, in Earthshock, it was it was actually the same bit of film sort of split across the screen because it yeah. got got to the point they didn't quite cut it in time in Earthshock where they walked towards the screen and they start to merge slightly. Yeah. Well, they even even to the point of doing that in this as well, they sort of marched towards the screen, and and the point they were marching towards was getting narrower. So I, I, that was quite a nice little nod. Yeah, I, I thought. Um, but the one thing I liked, and this isn't wasn't actually actually mentioning the story itself, was Gaiman's theory about the new look Cybermen was that the Cybus Cybermen and the Mondas Cybermen joined together to to, yeah. to upgrade themselves into the new look Cybermen, but it wasn't touched upon, was it? No, really. It just sort of like, well, you still had the Cybus um, Cybermen in, in the uh, in the museum, didn't you? Yeah. Was it Webley's? What was it called? Webley's something in Port? Was it Webley's Emporium or something like that? Or uh, Wonders of the World or something? It? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, so yeah, them sitting there. Um, but then I thought, well, maybe have a couple of Mondas Cybermen lurking around the background. Yeah, yeah, they could have had. Could have had a sort of Cyberman through the ages there, couldn't they? Yeah. I suppose then you might have said that was a bit too going a bit too far. I don't know. Don't know. But then again, it would have. Ex- I, I don't know. It's maybe it's just me just been a bit too fan wanky there, really. So yeah, probably. This is yeah. a question of wanting to. Having said, there's loads in this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Not enough. <laughs> you can never have enough fan wank. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, so- maybe. <laughs> Well, to the point you go blind, obviously. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what, what else did you pick up on then, as um, as nods to the past? Then, um, there was the bit about being the six hundred ninety ninth wonder of the world, the Cyberman, hmm. because Pertwee talks about the seven hundred wonders of the world in Death to the Daleks. Ah, right. Of course, yes. And of which. Exelon was one and gets destroyed. Yeah. So are we told that's that's the final wonder of the world? Oh, well, oh yes, yes, I do like that. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that one actually. Um, and you've just got generally through. I mean, we're talking about um, 
the actual Cybermen playing chess. The idea of that comes from the Turk, which was actually a supposedly robotic chess player through the 18th, 19th century. Yes, it, uh, I, I, just, I just found that actually. It was made by a Hungarian inventor, Wolfgang von Kempelen. Yeah. And was eventually, was actually had a grandmaster or a sitting in it playing, giving the <laughs> illusion that the. So very much what we had here. Um, and there was also, there was a big Finnish story called The Silver Turk, which was based around that idea mm. and using a Cyberman. So obviously, I presume that Neil Gaiman had heard that and this was also a nod through to that yeah yeah it's an eighth doctor reference we've had which we haven't really had no we haven't have we um there's not really a lot you can do with him obviously without well you've got a reference big finish really haven't you that's all you yeah. can do um yeah unless you just want to keep referencing the tv movie yeah which isn't a good thing really but <laughs> no i mean we had the the doctors appear in the doctor's mind yep he's in those shots where he's arguing with the controller. Yeah, he had the, had the little um, clips of the Doctors. And then the regeneration from... Question. Well, no, because yeah. no, he had a little brief glimpse of the regeneration from 10th to 11. Yeah. As well. Um, I think that's probably just, you say, just to highlight the fact that the Doctor said he could regenerate now mm. and um, kill off all the sort of like the cyber stuff inside him. Yeah. Sort of burn it out. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and you have him do... You then have... Effectively, Matt Smith doing an impression of the ninth and tenth Doctors. Yeah, that was pretty good actually. Yeah, he's Chris Freckleston was pretty damn, uh, pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah, and I quite like that just as a quick nod. Yeah, having to go into anything about it. So, so there you are, folks. That that's the second time you've got Eccleston in a Doctor Who story. <laughs> like, that's that's about as close as we're going to get. get. <laughs> Perhaps that's what they're going to use in future is, is have Matt Smith just doing his voice in the same way as Fraser Hines does the second Doctor. <laughs> that's quite possible, to be honest. That's quite possible. Now, there's... Um, actually, the other thing I, I like to spoil, uh, going back to the chess thing again, one thing I just remembered was that the Doctor says that the Time Lords invented chess. Yes. So I, I thought I quite like that idea. And that was, the, I, I suppose... I'm now trying to think, was that mentioned in The Curse of Fenric? It's a long time since I've watched that. Yeah, I'm I really that don't as well. know. Really don't know. Um, I was actually thinking more back to the sort like the chessboards in the Five Doctors that they had to get across. Yes. Again with the Cybermen. Yeah. So maybe it was an odd to that. I don't know. Maybe it's a bit too much of a leap. Don't know. Yeah, I mean it's just interesting that it keeps coming back. I quite like the fact they keep coming back to chess in this. It's quite, again, as we say, a nod to. Past stories as yeah, well. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, another thing I did actually like was the updated Cybermats. Yes. Which I thought was a really, really good idea. Um, and believe it or not, a lot more threatening than than, than the, yeah. the the last time we saw a Cybermat, which was in closing, closing time. time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, the idea of I'm not I'm not a big fan of insects, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of them then being that small. Yeah. Actually. Makes a hell of a lot more sense because they're supposed to be reconnaissance. Yeah, that's right. Stuff. So obviously, the smaller you can make them, and as 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 technology improves, everything gets smaller. Yes. So that, that's yeah, that, that's right. It's sense. right. Yeah. No, I did, I did like that, and I like the fact that the doctor sort of commented on the fact that it it was 
you know, it it was beautiful. It was a fantastic yeah. bit of engineering. Yeah, but uh, yeah, even even knowing what it was and how and what it was gonna what it could be used for. Yeah, it is quite good that they've always they've kept that with the Doctor. That it's actually a sense of he still has a sense of wonder into even if something is is evil, he still can admire it for what it is. Yeah, that's it. That's it. As we had uh, uh, with Tooth and Claw, wasn't it, in the second series? Mm-hmm. Where he where, where he sees the wolf standing up, the Doctor there, and says, "It's fantastic! It's it's, it's amazing, or whatever." Yeah, or beautiful. That's right. And then does, realizes, it? yeah, then has to run. <laughs> yeah, quick. yeah, I forgot but, that. Yeah. I but they do keep. Bit. They do. I do like the way they, like, the Doctor is always looking at things in from a purely um, outsider's view and can just see stuff for, for for what it is internally without actually having to worry about its motives until it suddenly <laughs> suddenly mind, reminds himself that he's in danger if he doesn't. Yeah, do that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, those are the, you know the good things about, it. and we have touched on a lot of sort of bad things as well. But there were there were. Uh, Points where I felt that Matt Smith's performance was a little bit over the top, especially when he was the cyber planner. Yeah, um, I, I suppose. I mean, if you're going to be, it's, it, it, especially, it's, it's, it's the opportunity to be to a certain extent, isn't it? Because you're you've got to play two characters, so you've got to have slightly strained, take it to the edges a bit. To differentiate them, mm, I don't know. I think just a bit, especially that, that you know they're here. That light I thought was yeah awful to be honest. And I, I never thought I'd say that about Matt Smith. I just thought it, it was just too over the top. Yeah, for, for me it was anyway. I mean, yeah, you know, to a certain extent, I can agree with you on that one. Yeah, it was. Um, just, I just thought it was just a little bit. It was just sort of like the, the length Doctor dialed up, you know, to eleven. If you if you pardon the yeah. uh, pardon the pun. Um, yeah. Whereas I thought he would have been a bit more, like well, like the other people have been taken over. Yeah. Then you know that 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 half him would have been a bit more, well, a bit more Cyberman, but it was just it was more eleven eleven Doctor on speed basically. Yes. Well, I suppose the idea was that they was trying to use his brain. They didn't want to take, they didn't want to take the emotion and take the eccentricities out because that's what they was after. Mm. So it was trying to. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not him. totally convinced on that. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, and the other thing, I mean, I'd said that the Cybermen do look fantastic. Love the yeah. upgraded costume, but for me, they weren't scary. They weren't silent and deadly. They were still clanking about. They were still clanking about, but now have a turbo button. Yes, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that they only used it in that one scene. When they're chasing them later on, yeah, they don't bother. No, exactly. It just looked cool, didn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, it was just brought in to say, oh, look, they can really move quickly. And then they didn't after that. No. That seemed to be a bit of a, an oddity as to why you're going to do that and then not have them. Because obviously if you do have them moving at that speed all the time, you're then going to end up with something that is totally unbeatable. Yeah, that's right. Well, that was the whole point, though, wasn't it? They weren't, but that's why they had to blow up planets and constellations yeah. or whatever, you know, just to defeat them. Yeah, but you'd have thought if they could do that, then they'd have been through, when they come through the door of the castle, they'd have been coming through at top speed. Yeah, well, rather, rather just open the door casually. And stroll in one at a time. Yes. <laughs> they'd have been through the door and had them surrounded Yeah. before they could even fire. 
Now, I, I think another one, another part of the story that, again, it's this whole thing of you, you bring back yourself, you bring back the Daleks, you bring back the Cybermen or whatever it is, and then you blow them all up at the end. Yes. You know, which and you wipe them out yet again. Um, now, I suppose, I, I, I don't know, we're supposed to think that there are other signs skulking around the galaxy. And, well, there and, was... and, and you did have that one final little Cybermat yeah, yeah. sort of floating in, in the... Um, I'm assuming it was a Cybermat, wasn't it? No, I think it was part of a Cyberman. Oh, right. So I think you could just see the blue circle st- there. So I presume it was the midrift of a Oh, right, So I just assumed it was, it was the light on the head of a Cybermat. But... No, I thought, well, perhaps it was. But no, it seemed yeah. a bit big for that, I think it... Unless it was supposed to be close to the camera, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. But oh well, never mind. I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps yeah. it was. I don't know. But I just but, thought, uh, surely, they, they, I mean, you know, could cut something a bit different than just blowing them up again. You know, especially the whole thing was the doctor saying, you know, no blowing up planets. Well, I suppose, I suppose, what he was worried about was that they they blow up the planet while they were still on it. Yeah, which is what she was going to do. She was going to do. Yeah, and he obviously knew about the protocol was to blow up planets in that situation well consider that, that that sort of trigger um button as well yeah um didn't necessarily mean so they had to blow it up on the planet so they just think there's whole little things i thought well you know that that doesn't really make any sense why don't you just get off the planet and then then blow it up well i suppose there's a question of have you got the um ability to get off the planet it had had I suppose none of them been captured at that stage, the doctor would probably have said, "Right, we'll set the bomb and yeah, but all it we go back to we're going to get into the TARDIS." Yeah, but at all, that stage, he had to get the children back. But all, but all it took at that point, though, was for um, I, I, again, I don't know if the little transmat thing the Emperor used at the end was just in the immediate vicinity, or it could take yes. a, or it could take everyone human off the planet first. Uh, no, it was just in the immediate. Tr- it, was, it was it was the arming of the. It was him giving the command to the bomb and the arming of the bomb. That, yeah, but sent his flagship there to yeah. pick him up. Yeah, yeah. And until he did that, that wasn't. I mean, it's pretty quick then that flagship. I must well, say. Well, exactly. That's what I mean. So they could have quite have easily got someone there quickly. <laughs> it'd have been in. It'd have been slightly interesting if he'd set the bomb. I'm not rewriting. Obviously, I'm telling people how to write stories You're now. You're telling Neil Gaiman how to write a story. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, exactly, which is what I realised was. It'd be <laughs> interesting if they'd sort of had that, that he set the bomb going mm. at a halfway through the story, and then it was almost a race against time as to whether they'd either get the children back and back to the TARDIS or they'd be beamed up. His mm. ship would arrive. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it just sort of those things. Thought, is it is it really a plot hole? I don't really. Yeah. I, I, no, probably, I, I mean, it, it, it didn't just, spoil but... it for me, to be honest. No, so. no. Um, no, I, I just sort of left this with a whole sort of feeling of, I don't know, disappointment, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think we're back to the, the thoughts of everything being built up a bit. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is that actually, and it's that. I mean, I think I think it's actually a very good story. I mean, it's not my favourite story so far of this series. That's still Hyde, I think. Mm. But it's certainly a decent enough Doctor Who story. And I suspect if you watch it back in a year or so, I think you'll probably enjoy it more than when you've got past the point of where we are with the hype. Then we yeah, certainly had this to a certain extent with the Doctor's wife as well, because the hype was so strong. But that did live up to the hype, though. Um, I'd like to listen to what we said. <laughs> no, no, no actually, we, I wouldn't like to listen. No, no, we. No, I'm not we, sure anybody would like to listen to. What, no. no, we both love that episode. So yeah, yeah, 
we we could I don't think we could you know go deep distant memory. I don't think we could find a bad thing to say about it. Mm, so sure, I don't <laughs> don't think we did. I think it's one of the very 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 rare occasions where we yeah. <laughs> we had nothing but good stuff to say. Um, yeah, I just thought it was you know the Cybermen weren't they weren't scary at all. Um, they were too Borg like. Um, now I agree, I agree. It's become a bit too Borg like. Yeah, and there was no real. And you don't, yeah, you don't seem to really see what their aims are anymore. No, that's it... that's probably more the point. Is just as to what would they hope? What what are they hoping to achieve now? Yeah. Doesn't seem to be. Yeah, just, just, the old just, type walk, of just walk around just... assimilating people because that's what they're basically doing yeah. now. Were just assimilation for a home planet, weren't they? A yeah. new planet, or to save, going back in time to try and save. Yeah, Mondas. That was the. That was their motivation before. Yeah, there's no exactly. Lost there's, that. Yeah, there's no motivation at all now. They just sort of clank around, not even saying, not even saying delete anymore. They just keep going upgrade complete now. That's, yeah. that appears with the new catchphrase for them. Yeah, um, I'd have quite liked actually. Also, had the one that went into the the moat had actually been fried, and then the others had upgraded themselves. Yeah, rather than it suddenly just oh, well, I can just upgrade this. Yeah, and that was the end of that threat. Yeah, yeah. It'd be better if there'd been two or three of them that had died, been destroyed by the moat before the others then worked out something else to do. Yeah, yeah. It was again. I just think it's a whole lot of missed opportunities again, which is I think what I'm finding a lot with this series at the moment. It's a lot of missed opportunities. There's some fantastic ideas there, just the execution lets it down, and I think on on this this another one of those those stories where the executions let it down. Yeah. For me, anyway. I mean, definitely. Yeah, I, I mean, I I I really enjoyed it, so I'm not yeah. going to say that. Um, yeah. Slight problems I had, and maybe talking to you, I made slight a few more, but not not, not to the extent that <laughs> I tend to bring that, it out in people. That <laughs> any of them spoil it for me to no. a certain extent. I'll agree with you about the girl wasn't um, annoyed me probably more than it needed to. Yeah. She needed to. Um, obviously, the reason for the children being taken on is now apparent was because they wanted somebody else that in peril. Yeah. Rather than the Doctor and Clara, so that Clara could um, liaise with the army and the Doctor could be doing his own self-fighting. Yeah. Um, so you can understand why they was taken this time, mm. as opposed to just tagging along. I must say, I, 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 one person I haven't mentioned yet is Jenna Louise Cole, who I thought again was fantastic. Yes, I did, I did think she was another one of the you know the, the better things of this episode. Yeah, really did. You know, just sort of like it was. It was like the um, like Clark, her her this version of Clara has come a long way. Yes. Um, because, well, we've gone from the one that was stuttering and talking to ice warriors. Yeah. So now organising, trying to organise an army against the Cybermen. Yeah, so that's that sort of um, yeah. She sort of I hate using that word journey, but you, you can tell there has yeah. been a, a a change in the character the more she's travelled with the Doctor. Yeah, without it actually being rammed down your throat. Yeah, yeah. So no, without I, actually mentioning the fact that she's no, that's it. that's it. So no, I did like it. I did like yeah. it. Yeah, you know, I did like her performance. So now um, before we rate this. Of course, did you watch the name of the Doctor... I'm not going to say prequel, prologue. Go on, say prequel, you want to. No, 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 I won't say prologue, because prequel's wrong. <laughs> no, you do I hate it. 
It's wrong. Um, yeah, she said, he said. Yes. Did you watch it afterwards? I have done, yes. Um, what do you think of that? Yeah, slightly I, I, setting it up, isn't it? As to yeah, what, but, but, really what her character is. Yeah. More than anything else that does, doesn't it? Now, obviously, this is, um, you know, nothing's really going to happen to the Doctor. Because you said that all that happened on the day we went to, like, the lovely day we went to Bangor. Yes. The, 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 day, the day we went to Trenzalore. Yes. So Didn't say whether we had a lovely time or not. No. <laughs> but, yeah, but you had all those um, sort of props and stuff from previous episodes. Yes. In the background as well. As in, is this, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just thought, what's it? What's this trying to achieve, really? Yeah, and this is this is obviously the episode that's been foretold at the end of series six, isn't it? Yeah, and actually, this wasn't right. this wasn't even a um, a prequel or a prologue. No, because this has happened after the name of the Doctor had, had occurred. Yes, it's the epilogue. <laughs> it's, it is. It's an epilogue. Yeah. So that's it. It's now it's now official. Now, they're, they're even calling epilogues prequels as well. So. <laughs> To a certain extent, yes. yeah, it's all very, very odd yeah. to that extent. Yeah, I, I, I can't really say much about it. Really, it didn't last long no. enough to to go anywhere. No. Um, it didn't really set much up. No, going into the name of the Doctor, um, because the Doctor has already happened in that timeline. Yes. So, yeah, don't quite know what it was trying to achieve. Or oh, we presume it has. I mean, this this could be halfway through. Well, obviously, the trip to Trenzel has already happened. Yes. So we're talking in the past tense. Hmm. Oh, well, all will be revealed next week. No doubt. But anyway, let's let's rate Nightmare in Silver, shall we? Yes. Okay, so what's your rating, Paul? Uh, definitely a cyber leader. Excellent. Okay. Right. Um, I'm... Because of all the things I said, because it, I thought it was... There's some good stuff in it, and there's some not-so-great stuff in it either. Um, so... On that basis, unfortunately, this I'm going to give it a neither. Your views are not important. Here we are. So I think it's the first. See, thing. this is where I, I I'm just not not in your league, is it? Because I got I got talked around last week. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you can steadfastly be. No, no, I, I've I've stuck to me guns, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, I, I just thought it was a it was just un, un actually well I think the word sums it up underwhelming. Hmm. For me, but I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Well, judging by I'm, some, I'm ashamedly saying I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. That's, no. No. Good. I mean, you know, it, it, apparently this has got a lot of mixed reviews. Yeah. This one, and I think again, it probably is the hype thing. You know, it, it was um, just quickly reading this. It was the Independent said it was another episode that failed to live up to the hype. Yeah. And they said not much of the episode seemed to make much sense, but I, I don't agree with that. No, I, no. I think it made it, it followed a quite a, a logical story all the way through. Yeah. Just whether you liked certain bits of it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Now I wouldn't say it didn't make sense, but it, as I say, it, it was just a bit underwhelming. So mm-hmm. for me, anyway. For me. So. <laughs> yes. But I say that that was uh, that. That's the first time we've we've disagreed in a long time, actually, isn't it? Um, all the way through. Yeah, I think. so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. By the time we've got to the end of the podcast, still disagreeing, I think, is the first time for a while. It is indeed. It is indeed. So then, folks, next week then, um, it's the final episode of this series. Yes. The name of the Doctor. I can't believe we're there already. I know. It's, it's, it's been quite a, 
a quick journey, hasn't it? It has. Very, very quick. It's been a quick eight weeks. So um, I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, let's see if this one's been overhyped or not. Yeah. Let's see, because next week's supposed to be a bit of a game changer. Yes. By all accounts. And I really hate that expression as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you just can't wait, can you? No, I can't. I just There's really can't. so much you don't like about this. It's got a prequel. It's a game changer. Uh, um, epilogue. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay then, folks. So it's. I think it's, it's time to go before we start arguing yes. about prologues, prequels, epilogues, and get into a massive virtual punch up. So <laughs> okay, then, folks. So till next week, then it is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk and please also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. <laughs>